Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs. Thanks for being with us here on The Great America Show. We've all got to laugh about some of the latest comments out of the FBI and the Justice Department. Get ready for this one. Remember the general warrant that a pro-Hillary Clinton magistrate judge gave the FBI to go on a fishing expedition at Mar-a-Lago to basically seize all the records and documents in the possession of President Donald Trump over the course of his entire term in office. They, of course, were pushing out lies and disinformation, such as there were nuclear secrets and codes and President Trump had a Russian passport, and on and on it went. None of it true, and the FBI doing its usual terrific job of looking boneheaded and downright silly, taking pictures of classified documents scattered on a rug, if you can imagine, and slipping those pictures to the left-wing media intended, one supposes, to make it look like President Trump had done it. And then add this to the mad mix. Are you ready? The Department of Justice again talking obstruction of justice, saying it had uncovered efforts to obstruct its investigation of classified documents in Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago offices. Say what? Saying some government records were removed from Mar-a-Lago. Oh, and which records were those, comrade? Thought you weren't looking for anything specific. The plot is thickening, isn't it? Could it be they were really looking for crossfire hurricane documents? You know, Russian hoax documents that were intended in the first place to implicate Donald Trump, but that now implicate the FBI and the Department of Justice. Could that be it? will likely be finding out, and fairly soon, because the corrupt FBI and DOJ are getting more desperate, obviously, as each day goes by. And former AG Bill Barr has come out again to say the FBI and DOJ, are you ready, did nothing wrong. That means, if history is any indicator, that they've done a lot wrong. And incidentally, I happen to believe Bill Barr has not only been complicit in the DOJ-FBI cover-up of massive and long-standing abuses of power, he may well have been one of the central players. We'll be talking about that from here on on The Great America Show. Was Bill Barr part of the cover-up? Was he in on the original plot against this president? And what did he know about it all? That'll be a continuing examination and conversation on this show from now on until we get the answers for all of us. And for some time now, I've said the FBI raid on the president's offices and his wife's closet in his Florida state Mar-a-Lago means that nothing in this country will ever be the same again, ever. Our guest today is the outstanding columnist for the New York Post, Miranda Devine. 
Miranda is also author of the bestseller, Laptop from Hell. And Miranda, it is great to have you with us here on The Great America Show. Give us, first of all, if you will, your thoughts about what happened at Mar-a-Lago and its likely impact. I couldn't agree with you more. I think it's um, frightening. And particularly when you realize that the same crew who were involved in the Russia collusion hoax, who were also involved in um, suppressing the Hunter Biden laptop, um, were also involved, this Washington field office, in the um, raid on Mar-a-Lago. And so it just looks as if there is a cabal within the FBI, which um, is fully politicised and is, uh, for all appearances, it looks to be the Get Trump crew. Yeah, absolutely. And you're talking about being uh, uh, the, the Washington field office. It seems like there was greater distance between the head of the field office in Detroit, who was responsible for the uh, Whitmer entrapment case. Mm. Uh, it, but it was really only a matter of about three months uh, between October of 2020 and, of course, January 6th. Uh, this has been a remarkable uh, path for that that uh, field office special agent in charge. Uh, he's sort of become a, well, a, a specialist, hasn't he? Well, it really is. It, it is so sinister. The fact that, uh, <clears throat> that this guy um, was in charge of the Gretchen Whitmer, you know, entrapment uh, case in Michigan, um, which is an unmitigated disaster and a complete, um, you know, injustice. He was rewarded for that. Uh, when it all started to fall apart, instead of being uh, investigated and punished, he was rewarded by being sent to Washington, D.C. to head up the FBI's largest ever investigation in its history, and that is into January 6th which as bad as it was, was a few hours of rioting. And this country had just endured months of rioting in the summer of 2020. And right. there were federal buildings set alight. There were police stations set alight. There were police officers attacked and injured. Uh, there were uh, two dozen people killed. There was two and a half billion dollars at least of insurance damage. And the the populace was terrorised. I mean, I live in New York. It was terrifying. The day of the election, uh, Fifth Avenue had all its stores boarded up in expectation of more rioting, more looting, more arson. Joe Biden won. There was It was peaceful as anything. So uh, what does that tell you? That tells you that uh, the Democrats were using that chaos and unrest to uh, give the impression that uh, everything was chaos under Donald Trump and that only voting for Joe Biden would make things peaceful again and unify the country. And the opposite has happened. Uh, and the January 6th uh, investigation is extremely important to the Democrats because what they need to do is to um, create this narrative that conservatives, that Republicans, particularly Trump supporters, Trump voters, are uniquely violent and dangerous. They are domestic terrorists. 
they um, are white supremacists. This was the theme of Joe Biden's inauguration speech. He demonized and dehumanized half the population, Trump supporters, the 75 million Americans who voted for Donald Trump. Joe Biden doesn't like those people and he has made it his mission to take them down and to show them, to break them, to punish them, to jail them in Washington, D.C. jails without trial for months on end uh, for nonviolent offences, for they are political prisoners in anyone's language. And this guy, um, Stephen Dantanoo, I think, I can't pronounce his name, right. uh, but he he was rewarded um, for, for the entrapment in Michigan uh, and his reward was to come and head up a really um, an entrapment operation for Trump supporters in Washington, D.C. Yeah, and the two, two men uh, have just been found guilty in, in that trial. Uh, uh, Michigan uh, Governor Gretchen's so-called uh, kidnapping, uh, a win for the prosecutors after the two uh, others uh, defendants were uh, exonerated because, uh, because they were entrapped. Uh, what the difference is in those two cases, I, in those two instances, I don't know. Uh, but it, it's outrageous what the Justice Department has done. It's outrageous what the FBI did. They put, I, I mean, they, they were paying cash to their lead informant. It is just a, a, an agency that is utterly and completely corrupt and out of control. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. <clears throat> and uh, look, the reason that they're stonewalling, there can only be one reason, they're trying to hide something. What are they trying to hide? Well, uh, January 6th, there's the mystery about the pipe bombs that were supposedly, uh, you know, hidden at the DNC headquarters and the Republican headquarters. Um, there's never been any uh, news about who that person was. They have CCTV footage that could have uh, DNA. You know, it's amazing that we've heard nothing for, uh, for about that. Um, and then the fact that they're, uh, that you have this, this guy, Stephen uh, Dantuono, who ran the entrapment scheme in Michigan, then he's sent to DC. Um, you know, there must have been an entrapment scheme on January 6th. I mean, I don't know that there was, but if you just look at the personnel, you look at that's their MO, you look at the fact that on January 6th, uh, the Capitol Police were hopelessly outnumbered. Everybody knew that at that last rally of Donald Trump's, there would be a lot of people that were, were talking about a million people. It wasn't that many, but that was the expectation. And so you had hundreds of thousands of people. You would think that you would have brought in reinforcements at the Capitol, and they didn't. And the reason they didn't was because Nancy Pelosi opposed it, and so did Muriel Bowser, who's the mayor of uh, the district of D.C. And, in fact, there's a letter from her specifically rejecting and warning uh, anybody um, from the Capitol Police or the Pentagon against deploying uh, troops, you know, National Guard to try and right. keep the peace that day. Now, Donald Trump suggested it as well to his uh, Pentagon people and everyone ignored him. And Capitol Ch Police Chief Stephen Sund, who I have interviewed a number of times, um, really tried hard. He knew that 
January 6th was going to be a nightmare. And he knew that his people would be overwhelmed. And so he started asking days before for reinforcements. He asked the day before, he asked the day of about four times, and the request kept on going up to the sergeant at arms uh, who just kept on stonewalling. And the sergeant at arms uh, for the house had to get permission from Nancy Pelosi and the other sergeant at arms for um, the Senate had to get permission from Mitch McConnell. And this just wasn't happening. So um, for, for whatever reason, Pelosi and McConnell decided, uh, and apparently um, Pelosi was pulling the strings here, um, and they just decided that there wasn't going to be any more troops because the optics would look bad because Pelosi had made such a stink about Donald Trump bringing in troops to clear out Lafayette Square. Remember the previous summer when Antifa and BLM rioters basically were so violent and so threatening that the president himself, President Trump, and his family had to be whisked into an underground bunker because the Secret Service feared for their safety and the St. John's Historic Church there was firebombed. And Nancy Pelosi thought that it was unreasonable to bring in um, troops, park, you know, Secret Service and park rangers and so on to clear out the square. Um, so that that's sort of the tragic prelude to the fact that um, the Capitol Police were underwhelmed. And then if we have, as it's pretty, pretty um, logical to suspect that the FBI, which has form on this, and very recently with their little October surprise, uh, pretending that, you know, Trump supporters, that hillbillies, um, conservatives, whatever you call them, Republicans, were threatening to... Um, to kidnap uh, the Democratic governor of um, Detroit, of uh, Michigan, right before the uh, 2020 election. Well, that all fell in a heap, but we know the FBI has that MO, so, and we know that there were suspicious people egging on the crowd. There's lots of video of them. We know that these pipe bombs just seem to be fizzle out, but they were... Um, planted at the right time to divert Capitol Police um, to those two locations and, sorry, Washington uh, DC Police to those locations right at the time that the Capitol was being breached by whoever was breaking windows. The vast majority of the Trump supporters who went into the Capitol are now charged um, with parading and picketing and, and uh, trespass. Uh, right. They walked through open doors and you can see them in the videos. They're walking down a red carpet. They're keeping to the correct side of the rope. Um, they're just like tourists in there. They weren't violent, but many of these people, um, and whether violent and nonviolent, have been locked up in DC jails for months on end without trial. And no, we've that's had not meant to happen. We have among those about estimated, we don't have a number that's, uh, are, but the estimates of about 850 Americans uh, charged. Uh, we have a number of them who've been in jail longer than Biden has been in the Oval Office uh, without, <laughs> without resolution, without trial, uh, in some cases without uh, complete charges. It's, and some of them in solitary confinement.
This is an outrage, and no one seems to have the will or the capacity to break through it. Not the uh, the Republican Party, in my opinion. Uh, This is certainly a a Marxist dim uh, plot on the part of the Democratic Party and the deep state. But the Republicans have had no answer whatsoever or avenue to help it, correct it, or fix it. Uh, and I just, it's extremely frustrating for all of us, but imagine for these poor people and their families who were caught ensnared uh, in this uh, this political persecution. Yes, and, and you know, many of them are uh, military veterans, um, some with PTSD. Uh, Joseph McBride, who's a wonderful New York-based mm-hmm. uh, lawyer, who's, you know, he, he was a, you know, mm-hmm defense lawyer um he's a defense lawyer but he was uh, a public he's the best i mean he's oh, the best he's the best public defender um and he believes in pe- people's civil rights whatever side of the spectrum they're on politically and he's just filed um a writ of habeas corpus um for one of the pre-trial detainees in this dc jail um saying that he has serious ptsd and has been just treated with indifference and cruelty and has been tormented. Um, and that's caused him irreparable harm. He's in solitary confinement uh, continually for months and months. And it's cruel and unusual punishment. And if it were happening in Russia, uh, you know, Joe Biden and Amnesty International and everybody would be screaming blue murder about political prisoners. I, I really don't see how, you know, maybe this is hyperbole, but the way that Joe Biden is behaving towards his political opponents, his ideological opponents, and towards his biggest rival and and the former president, Donald Trump, how is that different from the way Vladimir Putin treats his political rivals? You know, he's locked up uh, Navalny, the opposition leader in Russia, in jail on sort of bogus charges. Um, this is we know that Biden was and the, the White House was involved in at the beginning of this criminal investigation into Donald Trump over these documents, these classified documents that culminated or didn't culminate. It's not really it's really the beginning of their investigation, right. but, but that uh, had this raid in its centre at Mar-a-Lago um, and the White House pretended that they knew nothing about it. But that's just sophistry. Uh, John Solomon uh, from Just the News, has produced, um, you know, a memo which shows that the White House was involved back in May. With- hey, by the way, a, 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 an absolute blockbuster uh, development, uh, breaking news. And you know what? I haven't seen the story on a single left-wing uh, corporatist uh, outlet in 24 hours. Have you? No, of course not. No, I mean he, he broke it last night on Fox News, and uh, and yeah, and it's on his website. But it's too, it's too outside the narrative because the the you know the narrative is this, and Merrick Garland set it up. He waited for three days after the raid, which was unconscionable, to let speculation run riot, and then he came out and gave that short five minute press conference in which he said, yes, I signed the warrant. Uh, I'm not going to 
talk anymore. I'm not going to answer any questions. He should have stood up there and taken questions. He didn't have to talk about the investigation. Uh, he should have put some, some you know, speculation to rest. Uh, and, and then but that was the least of his offenses. This no. attorney general is a hack. Think about this. Eric Holder admitted he was a wingman for the president of the United States. Donald Trump is excoriated because he wants to talk to his attorney general, William Barr, wants to understand what's going on. Joe Biden is ordering a raid on a former president who from whom he has just lifted his executive privilege and a and, and launches 30, 40, whatever it is, dozens of FBI agents into that raid on Mar-a-Lago. I mean, these are the least of the offenses. Garland is a hack. This president is a crook. And I have to tell you, there's no question that the FBI is filled to the brim with corrupt agents and officials. It is a sickening moment. And whistleblowers are apparently coming in by the dozens now to the House Judiciary Committee, to the Senate Judiciary Committee, and telling telling them that there is widespread corruption that permeates the entire field offices of the FBI. Yes, and certainly the Washington field office. And uh, we know from Chuck Grasley that he's given us two names, one being a Brian Orton, an FBI analyst, uh, and a an agent called um, Tebold, Timothy Tebold, and both of them have been involved in uh, sort of you'd call it anti-Trump activities. I mean, political activities, uh, suppressing the Hunter Biden laptop, uh, pretending that it's Russian disinformation, um, styming any investigation into it when they had that since December 2019. Um, well, you, know, you know, Miranda, it's more than a political. Uh, act here. It is they shut down your newspaper. They clobbered the New York Post with the most important story of 2020. They went after the Judiciary Committees, the other committees. They they sent agents in to say it's Russian disinformation. They manufactured an agent's declaration. They went after big tech, social media, and shut down a story about presidential presidential corruption uh, in the form of, well, vice presidential corruption uh, in the form of Biden and his and his crackhead son taking millions, tens of millions of dollars from the Chinese, the Russians, Ukrainians, you name it. They were open for business and business was booming for the Biden crime family. I, I mean, how in the world are the American people to see this as anything else? I, I mean, and here we are, and the issue is, does, they're trying to make the issue, does, does Donald Trump have classified uh, documents in his possession? What idiocy! And the New York Times, ballyhoos the story as if that is relevant? Any president has classified information. Uh, and the issue really is, if they're going to tell the story, a reasonable cub reporter would be asked by his or her a uh, editor, well, what do the other presidents, uh, former presidents, have in their possession? But you don't see that part, that element of the story at all, do you? No, you don't. Uh, you don't. And and this is the way it works, that the media is hand in glove 
with um, the DOJ, the FBI, the security apparatus um, to promote their narratives, as well as the intelligence um, agencies. And so you see, for instance, Merrick Garland at his press conference says, our filings will do the talking. Uh, and, you know, the next minute you've got the New York Times with leaks day after day, just like with the Russia collusion nonsense, day after day there are these um, anonymous leaks from people who are, you know, familiar with the investigation, they say, and, uh, you know, it's nuclear secrets, it's Jared Kushner, it's you name it, just like with the Steele dossier and Michael Flynn and the Russians and all that garbage that, that crippled uh President Trump's presidency, basically. And, um, you know, this is all part of a pattern, though. We can't see these as separate. We had in August of 2020, before the presidential election, when we had Ron Grasley and, sorry, Ron Johnson and Chuck Grasley doing real yeoman's work. They were pretty much the only ones who were working on the Hunter Biden Burisma corruption angle and with Ukraine. And they were beavering away and they were subpoenaing people trying to, they were being stymied by their own side in their own committees, Republicans who refused to go along with them. Uh, but they had managed to get Treasury Department documents and they put together a, a really good uh, report in September of 2020. But before that, the FBI kept on interfering and after Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi and Adam Schiff got together and started um, making a noise and saying that that they were um, peddling Russian disinformation, the FBI got involved, uh, did the dirty work of the Democrats and started giving um, Johnson and Grasley these fake defensive briefings. And Ron Johnson was inside one of these briefings, which he was ambushed with, and um, he, he, a few minutes in, he realised that it was a trap. And he said, this has nothing to do with our investigation. And if I see anything about this briefing leaked to the press, I will know you are dirty. Sure enough, next minute, it's in the New York Times that they were having a defensive briefing from the FBI because they're peddling Russian disinformation. And okay, that you, want to, you want to talk about uh, methods uh, and, and sources? I mean, Chuck Schumer revealed himself in that. That is his M.O. Uh, that is his method of operation in every instance. That is the, the Chuck Schumer play. You sit down in the office with him, and he has a you know, chapter and verse for the, the media, the left-wing media, uh, within at least the next day. No later. Certainly. And Adam Schiff as well. And don't forget Adam Schiff, the biggest liar of the Russia collusion hoax uh, and, and the biggest leaker. Uh, and then again, he did it again during the impeachment, the Ukrainian impeachment. I mean, this is an orchestrated campaign and it is aided and abetted by, um, you know, people who think of themselves as well-meaning because you have to understand. And Sam who thinks Harris, of themselves as well-meaning? These, uh, these liberals, because they have decided that Donald Trump is the second coming of Adolf Hitler. Oh. You and really think they're they think they're well-meaning? Absolutely, they think that they have to save democracy from Donald Trump because he is an existential threat to democracy. This okay. is how. So, so when, let me ask you this, and I understand, but I just so that I, everybody can understand where, where you're coming from. 
because we're talking about an evil cabal of Marxist Dems who think they're saving democracy from the uh, no, no, the hands of, of Donald Trump. But no, here's what I, no, 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 Marant, let me ask you this. They're fooling. The question is, it's Trump derangement syndrome. It's manufactured by these Marxist exactly. Dems so that they can carry on their jihad against democracy uh, and this and this republic and, and all of these uh, people who stand in the way and most especially the outsider Donald Trump who was fighting everything uh, that they have gotten away with for decades exactly that's exactly right and the dems always do this they project onto their opponents exactly uh, the crimes that they are committing so they are actually the threat to democracy but they have convinced their voters and, you know, the white mums out there in the suburbs, etc. cetera, um, you know, the New York Times, the, even people in the FBI who aren't really, um, you know, in on the gig, uh, they're convinced also that Donald Trump is Adolf Hitler. And so anything is legitimate to stop him because if you were back in history and you knew that what Adolf Hitler was going to do, of course you would do the right thing. And we saw an insight into this mindset um, when Sam Harris, who's the sort of public intellectual, you know, podcast, right. New York Times, lobby, um, liberal atheist. Um, he was in a podcast last week and he's very articulate and he's pretty honest. And he just expressed with no shame uh, exactly what the liberal mindset is towards Donald Trump, that he is so evil that anything is warranted to stop him, including burying the Hunter Biden laptop, uh, including John Brennan and James Clapper and the rest of those dirty uh, 51 former intelligence operatives who signed that letter uh, straight after our story um, was first published in October of 2020 in the post about uh, Joe Biden's involvement in Hunter's influence peddling scheme around the world. Uh, the, the Dirty 51 published the letter saying it was Russian disinformation and that gave Joe Biden his get-out-of-jail-free card and, boy, did he use it. Yeah, he, he did. And, you know, when you talk about manufacturing this, they're, they're manufacturing the Trump derangement syndrome and the accusations, the phony uh, charges against, uh, you know, Russia collusion, whatever. It's created by the Democrats for the consumption of the gullible uh, fools who make up a, a large portion of the Democratic constituency. Uh, it, it is None of these people believe what they're doing uh, is uh, uh, honest or correct or what they're saying about uh, Trump. Uh, it's all manufactured. Uh, and, you know, for example, Maggie Haber, Haberman at the uh, New York Times saying that there was an implicit threat, an implicit threat, uh, when the, the president protested and filed a lawsuit uh, after the raid on Mar-a-Lago. I mean, think of the, the unimaginably faulty logic of that. He is threatening whom by filing a lawsuit after his offices have been raided by the FBI, for crying out loud. What about why would Maggie Haberman, uh, in her pure heart uh, and clear mind, uh, said, well, isn't this an explicit threat against the president of the United States and all of his supporters to send dozens of FBI agents to raid the Mar-a-Lago offices? I mean, it's, it's, it's an asinine 
uh, a situation in which we find ourselves when the, the, one of the country's uh, largest newspapers, I'll put it that way, the Times, uh, puts up with that kind of reasoning and that kind of deceit. Well, it's so typical, isn't it? So uh, the President Trump gets raided. His, his wife's um, bedroom is uh, invaded. Her closet is ransacked. And um, this is, he's a former president and uh, this is all done in a very um, untoward fashion. It's really inflammatory. Of course, his supporters are angry. Of course they are. Of course, he's angry. And it's not just Trump supporters. It's anybody with any common sense in this country. I mean, you even had Andrew Cuomo and Andrew Yang saying that this seemed to be overreach and that the FBI um couldn't be allowed to get out of control like it is. And, um, and, and the Democrats and their propaganda media outlets, uh, the so-called formerly prestige media like the New York Times, uh, you know, CNN, Washington Post, etc., cetera, um, they follow in behind and they start therefore demonizing the victim. And it's very easy for them to do that because they already have the template of Trump derangement syndrome. So now they say, well, Trump supporters are a threat. And sure enough, Christopher Wray and Merrick Garland get on board, you know, the men and women of the FBI are wonderful, et cetera. Well, um, and, you know, conservatives and Republicans and Trump supporters are supporters of law and order. And they're supporters of honest members of the FBI, obviously. It wasn't Republicans out there wanting to defund the police and burning down police stations. That's obvious, but they're trying to flip the script on us because we're angry about an FBI cabal gone rogue. And that is not law and order. That is the opposite of law and order. That threatens law and order. That's something out of a third world country. Um, we don't have political prisoners in this country. Well, we do, but we shouldn't. Um, and so for the FBI to then try and whitewash their um, botched raid by saying, oh, Trump supporters are, are, are violent. I mean, you know, we, we don't support violence, obviously, and most, almost entirely uh, conservatives are the least violent. But there is, of course, a fringe. And, um, and but where is that fringe? I mean, I, I hear things like that. Yeah. But uh, seriously. Where is that fringe? Well, they haven't seen it. We know in, in Michigan the, that fringe was constructed by the FBI for the purpose of framing and entrapping uh, half a dozen, uh, you know, people. Well, there was the guy to in To my Ohio. knowledge, had never broken a law. Yeah, there was the guy in Ohio. So that gave them um, a pretext to continue on with this. But, um, yeah, as usual, they're just monstering, demonizing, and dehumanizing well, wait, 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 Trump let's, supporters. Let's, let's talk about that for a minute. We now know as a result of all of these whistleblowers that these FBI offices, by the way, have constructed, and I'm going to put some inference into what they have said, but beyond that, this is exactly what they said. They're looking at promotion, if you're the special agent in charge, based on the number of quote-unquote terrorism cases, including yeah. domestic terrorism cases. And, and what has become routine and expected behavior is to create these cases 
uh, so that you've got a, a rising number of domestic terrorism. By the way, there's a wonderful line, which is just pure bull. This is all fictional. It is absolute fraud on the American people. It's a fraud on the taxpayer as the FBI is lying through their teeth to, to inflate their figures and the danger, as Christopher Ray would say, of uh, domestic violence. Hell, we know parents are actually terrorists, too, because they're concerned about their kids <laughs> and might raise their voices in a school uh, school board meeting, which, by the way, we do know the White House was coordinating through the Department of Education with the School Board Association to create this nonsense. These are liars. They're thugs, and they are corrupt to the bone, and I mean it is throughout the FBI and certainly throughout the uh, FBI's uh, top officialdom. Yes, and this is what happens when you install revolutionaries in the Department of Justice. And uh, it, this is what happens when um, there is no accountability at the FBI. They are a power unto themselves. Um, and the, you were talking about this new slew of whistleblowers that have come forward. Um, and this is another John Solomon, um, just the news story, where uh, basically they're saying that their agents are being coerced by upper management to sign false affidavits, to inflate terrorism caseloads. Um, and, you know, of course, these people are so corrupt and out of control. There are illicit sexual activities. We heard during the Gretchen Whitmer case of FBI informant um, in the same bedroom with an FBI agent. Uh, you know, we heard of another FBI agent involved in that um, beat his wife, allegedly, uh, blood everywhere in their bedroom after she objected to um, his forcing her to participate, allegedly, in a swingers party. Uh, so... These are not savoury people, and um, it's uh, unbelievable that the FBI hasn't cleaned house a long time ago. And the problem with Christopher... The FBI isn't going to clean house. It, 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 we're so far past that. Miranda, I believe that we are decades past that point. We will have... To, I, I've called for right now the elimination of the National Security Division of the Justice Department and the FBI. It's got to be stopped. This Jill Sanborn is just the least of the problems, and she is an awful problem. Uh, that that department is so corrupt, uh, it, 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 and the domestic operation is no better. I think in the end we'll have to purge the entire uh, DOJ and the FBI. Nothing less will will remove corruption from the system. We've got to understand. People have got to, you know, first of all. I think that journalists have to say to themselves, you know, if, why am I being careful with my words on this? This is corruption. These are ugly, nasty, criminal, uh, despicable people that have taken over the FBI, have filled it with their kind, and are destroying decency wherever it once existed. And hopefully some exist in this FBI. These whistleblowers give me hope, certainly. Uh, we can't put up with this. And the FBI, Mitch McConnell is out criticizing candidate quality of the Republican Party instead of worrying about the 850 prisoners of uh, political prisoners of the left. I, I, instead of worrying about the corruption of the Department of Justice and the FBI, instead of protecting the president of the United former president of the United States, uh, in, instead of nodding and giving a wink 
uh, to what they're doing. It's it's ugly as it can be, and it's staring us all in the face. Yep, it is. And look, the reason that I'm careful with my words is because I think it's important that we get this message across to people who haven't been red-pilled. You know, the evidence is overwhelming and it needs to be marshaled in a calm way to present it to independent voters, to, you know, Democrats who aren't completely deranged and broken uh, so that they can see, because it affects everybody. You know, it's it's, uh, today it's Trump supporters. I mean, yesterday it was um, Muslims, Today, the Patriot Act has been now turned around and used uh, is being used against Trump supporters. And what we should be talking about is the Patriot Act as a basis for the surveillance state that has made this possible for this level of corruption within the FBI and the Department of Justice. Exactly. Because until the Patriot Act, this couldn't have been done. Until the uh, the absorption of national security, national uh, uh, security. Uh, at a level like we've never seen before in the FBI and the Department of Justice. You know, this is pure nonsense. Who did they're designed to attack? And what they have done is attack the American people. The American people they have designated as enemy number one uh, in the FBI and the Department of Justice. And the hell with them. And I'm not going to be cautious with my words because they should be ashamed and they should beg Americans forgiveness for what they've done to this great nation, this great republic. And, uh, you know, well, it's the devil take their hides. I mean, this, the suspension of civil liberties that we all went along with after 9-11, I, I, I was as bad as anyone. Um, and, you know, we thought it was worth it to protect us. I never did, by the way. I never did. I've been questioning. Well, good for you. Yeah, no, I really have. Who the hell wants the FBI or anyone else? Because there happens to be, uh, you know, 60 people from Saudi Arabia or Yemen, wherever it is, who wants that to be the predicate for being spied upon yourself? 100%. I've been spied upon. I've been wiretapped. I, you know, I, I know for a fact by this government. So it isn't, and I've always just accepted the fact that I have to assume that I'm being listened to. By the way, it's not a bad way to live your life. <laughs> uh, but the other part of it is, why the hell should you as an American citizen? Exactly. And and this is the problem. And I spoke to a former FBI agent. In fact, he was the the, the first leader of the uh, counterintelligence um, division and uh, counterterrorism division. And um, this was what was weaponized then after 9-11 and now is being turned against American citizens quite deliberately. And uh, as you say, being surveilled, being wiretapped, uh, you know, you would not think this was possible in this country um, with its constitutional rights and its love of freedom like nowhere else. Uh, but unfortunately, um, I think, you know, Donald Trump has brought it all to the fore and the dishonesty of, of the sort of security state and the menace of it um, really was threatened by Donald Trump. And so that's why they turned against him and uh, with, you know, in cahoots with the Democrats. But I, I think what we need to get across to the other, you know, the liberals, the this people who still vote Democrat and still think Joe Biden is honest and decent, is they are going to be next. Because if you allow this unchecked power to be in the hands of these unelected bureaucrats uh, with sinister motivations, um, 
eventually they will come for you. And this has dark echoes in the worst periods of the 20th century around the world. Yeah, you know, add to that, the, the Deficit Reduction Act and uh, within it $80 billion to be spent for 87,000 IRS, gun-toting IRS agents. You've just about completed the takeover of the United States. Uh, all that's required then is the order. Uh, those agents, this is, a, this is, we are on the verge of moving from just authoritarian, the authoritarian world of the, the, the Marxist Dems to, to the totalitarianism of the communist uh, nation that many of them want this to be. I, I, if people are not scared to death of 87,000 gun-toting yeah. IRS agents and a wide open border while 50,000 Border Patrol agents are uh, processing uh, papers, uh, then I, I don't know what the hell would scare you. Yeah, I mean, doubling the budget of the IRS, 87,000 new IRS agents, um, they're not coming after the top 1%. They're coming after you and me. They're coming after small business people. They're coming after uh, just, you know, ordinary tax-paying Americans. And, uh, you know, you, you hear people like Joe Biden say, oh, you've got nothing to worry about if you're not doing anything dishonest. No, it's a, it's a method of, of intimidating and harassing people. Once you get an IRS letter that there's an audit in track, it costs you a fortune. Uh, it's a nightmare and it goes on and on for years and it's destroyed people. It's destroyed small businesses. We saw during the Obama administration how they weaponized the IRS to go after conservatives. They break people and we haven't even heard of, um, you know, most of the victims. And now they're going to turbocharge what Obama started. Um, it, it, you know, is... A lot of the bad ideas that are in the Biden administration come from the Obama administration. There is no question in my mind uh, that, that this is uh, the third term of Barack yeah. Obama. And, and I don't think there should be a question in the minds of anyone. Uh, this is a government that is now has brought us to the precipice of totalitarianism. And we have a, a Republican Party that will is in denial. Uh, we have a Mitch McConnell and a Kevin McCarthy who are accepting and pretend to be leaders of the opposition party when in point of fact they are enablers of the, if you will, the takeover of this great democracy by the, by the Marxist Dems. You are a delight to talk with, informative, uh, educational, uh, entertaining, uh, and bright. Appreciate all of the above. Thanks so much, Miranda. Thanks so much. Really good to talk to you. Thanks, everybody, for being with us today here on The Great America Show. Tomorrow, our guest is journalist and best-selling author Lee Smith. Lee is also a great American. We'll be continuing our conversation on the left's war against America. Please be with us for that tomorrow right here. Till then, God bless you, and God bless America.